Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles Podcast, Sports Edition. Come join our team of armchair quarterbacks as we discuss, dissect, and debate all that sports had to offer this week. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Welcome in, cronies, to the Man-Child Chronicles Podcast Sports Edition, where we're going to break down week nine of the NFL action. I'm here with my two best friends, John and Jay. How was your weekend of football, gentlemen? Absolutely loved football this weekend, not only in fantasy, not only for fantasy purposes, but also for my team purposes. It was a very good weekend for football. You know, I love watching NFL Red Zone. Seven hours of uninterrupted NFL action. It's the best thing to watch. And I love the witching hour. And it was a great witching hour this week. There was probably five to six games on the TV at once. And I was just all over that. But there was a lot of 1 p.m. or noon games this week because there was a lot of bye weeks. And there was only two games in the afternoon. So yeah, the afternoon was, part of Red Zone yeah. was kind of boring. I'm yeah. not going to yeah. lie. But that first part, whew, that was some good football, man. Yeah, they went in, They went into the quad box within seconds because the four teams went into the red zone within 30 seconds of the red zone. So it was exciting all day. But nothing was exciting as the game of the day, in my opinion, the New York Football Jets beating the Buffalo Bills twenty to seventeen. Unbelievable of the day. The Jets lost last week, and every New York Jets fan said, "We're done. Let's get rid of our quarterback. Let's tank the year. Let's get a new quarterback." And we won this week. And now they're putting them on their shoulders, and we're going to the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> Build a statue. Put him in the front of the stadium. Get rid of name a statue. Put Zach Wilson there. <laughs> They're just going to get like take Joe Nathan Namath's name off the statue and put Zach Wilson over it or something like that. It's just holding his be, one finger still up. Still going to be Joe Namath, but it just has Zach Wilson's name over it. I mean, what but a I, game by the Jets, though, man. That defense looked outstanding. Now, I know you guys laugh when I call Josh Allen Daniel Jones 2.0, but if you look at his stat lines this week, <laughs> Daniel Jones 2.0. couple hundred yards, two interceptions, no throwing touchdowns, but two rushing touchdowns on the ground, just like good old Danny Dimes. Yeah, that Jets defense was all over him all day. And the two corners for the Jets were just shut down, and Sauce Gardner made some big plays. And at the end, he knocked down the last 89-yard pass in the air to Stephon Diggs that Josh Allen threw. God, that guy's got an arm. It's actually going to Gabe Davis. Went right into his chest, but his hand was right there to put a little deflection on it. Beautiful throw by Allen, though, but beautiful defense by Sauce. Yep, and now the Jets will be on a bye and get the revenge game against the Patriots. So... Very happy. Good week for everybody I work with. <laughs> yeah, speaking of uh, New England there, they uh, showed up to the Colts, and they put such a big whooping on them. Indianapolis Colts fired their head coach today, Frank Wright, <laughs> said, get out of the building. Hey, did you guys hear who they made the interim coach? I did. <laughs> Jeff Saturday. Who How much experience? Only- he has yeah. only coached high school football. He has not coached <laughs> any other level in the NFL besides playing at center, which he's a legendary center and offensive lineman. But 
what's going on? Is that just like the ultimate tank move? I know he's a well-respected legend in Indianapolis. I know he's close with the owner, Jim Irsay. But what I mean, I saw that news and I love Jeff Saturday at ESPN. So I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And I was like, that's kind of like just making Pat McAfee the head coach. <laughs> Dude, I've been watching football for over 30 years and I've never, ever in any sport seen them fire a coach midseason and bring somebody in from the outside to coach yeah, the rest of I've the year. I've never seen that either. Now, and I a guy that's never even coached, like I high school players. 100% of those Peyton Manning. Like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. That's that would Peyton make Manning. Sense. Yeah. But the center who handed it to Peyton Manning was like, well, did they just go next in line, you know? <laughs> you know Jim Mercy was like, when did we last win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Let's start at quarterback, and he just went down the roster for the last time they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> they just ended up on Jeff Saturday, and they were like, all right, Jeff, you want it? Okay, yeah, I'll do that. I, the only... Well, the only- I was going to say, I I feel like it's more like Ryan, because Ryan always puts names in a hat. So they just had all these names in a hat, (laughs) pulled one out. Hey, Jeff Saturday, I like that guy. So I'm uh, going to be interested to see what happens here. Uh, I don't know if I set the score, so I'll say it again. Patriots did 126 to the Colts 3. And, um, you know, I'm honestly... I want Hard Knocks to come in right now and start filming the rest of this Indianapolis Colts season because I want to be in there, man. I want to know what's going on. The only clip I saw on the internet all day today was that famous one where Peyton Manning was just berating Jeff Saturday on the sideline because he was he was he wasn't he was run blocking and not pass blocking. He was so mad at him. You call the players. You call the players, Jeff. I can almost imagine. I can almost imagine him on the sideline in this first game. Hey, hey, Jeff, it's uh, third and third and four. What do you want to do? I, 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 what, what kind of plays do we have? What can you do? What, what, <laughs> what's who's our running? Book? What's our running back's name? I don't even. What's going on? What? what just hand it to Peyton Manning. He's not yeah. here. What are you talking about? Where's throw, Andrew Luck at? Yeah, throw an out to uh, Marvin Harrison. If that's Andrew not there, Luck. check it down to Edger and James. The only we thing that fun. could make it better if it was like Jeff Saturday as a coach, Manning as the offensive coordinator, and then some other like Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney as a Dwight defensive Freeney. coordinator. <laughs> like it's just all these former players. Of this Pat McAfee's a special Colts teams coach. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie Wayne's a wide receiver coach or Marvin Harrison. Edron James, the back coach, is just literally oh four Colts. <laughs> the coaches bring him back. This is how we win. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, going into the next game, uh, Thursday night football uh, was Eagles versus the Texans. Uh, not a super exciting game. Eagles won 29-17. First time in franchise history they have started off the season 8-0. and Wow. They look good. They look good. Now, I, I mean, they beat things, the Texans. Uh, I saw some things talking about the Eagles' strength of schedule, and they were saying, like, the uh, 8-0 and Eagles are similar to the 11-0 and Pittsburgh Steelers we had a couple years ago. What do you guys think? I, I looked at their schedule. Or? They have a super easy schedule. They do have a good team, but they haven't really played. I, I'm really curious to see when they play Dallas because that's probably going to be their best matchup. But I, they have a good team, you can tell. I mean, it's still hard to win in the NFL. I don't care who you play. Yeah, the the Jets proved that against the Bills this week. One thing that I loved in the – in the uh, well, I'm not saying the Jets are bad, but it's the Bills. No, I don't – Ryan, outside of you, no one was picking the Jets to win that. <laughs> um, 
So what I really liked was Jalen Hurts after the game. They asked him, "Hey, first time eight and zero for you know for this franchise. What does that mean to you?" And he he said, "I know it's special for the city of Philadelphia, but I've been eight and zero before. I was fourteen and zero at Alabama, and we lost the national championship. Mm. So it doesn't matter about what our record is right now. We're going to take it day by day, and we are going. <laughs> Good job. Just want to prove to everybody in the world." I did pick the Jets before that game. Wow. And good for you, Ryan. ESPN's I'm so probably proud like of you. ESPN's probably like, hey, we actually had somebody pick the Jets on this game. <laughs> That's where that one percent came idiot. in. What an idiot. What an idiot. Five I'm one of five percent that uh, picked the Jets for that. That's hilarious. It, anyway, I just thought that was a, a real it, it it shows Jalen Hurts' mindset. He, it's not about going undefeated. It's not. It's literally day by day, game by game. He's got his sights set on a championship, and he made that clear. So I thought that was pretty cool. I thought you were going to say Jalen Hurts was like, I went fifty six and zero in Alabama, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> He knows nothing. I <laughs> won nine seasons in a row in Alabama. <laughs> Eagles are Eagles are looking pretty good. One team that was supposed to look good this year and hasn't been uh, is the Los Angeles Chargers. But they managed to get a win against the Falcons, twenty to seventeen, and it wasn't pretty. There was any, nothing pretty about that game. The Chargers did not look good at all. Justin Herbert, without his top two weapons. Is struggling this year. He's like a mid-tier fantasy quarterback, uh, but they managed to get a win. They're still hanging in there for that wild card race. Uh, the Falcons got Cordell Patterson back. Uh, they looked okay, but not good enough. You know what was pretty about that game, and I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but the Falcons are rushing down the field and they like do an out pass and the receiver for the Chargers are trying to get it, and then Khalil Mack just runs in and just rips the ball straight out of the yep. guy's arms. And he's just like, "That's mine!" Boom! See ya! Like what a beast, man! He just freaking went in there, ripped it out like it's lunch money or something, and he just took it. <laughs> I was just like, I was like you don't see that very often in the NFL. <laughs> nope. Just imagine me in the film room and you're watching that play, you know, and you're that wide oh. receiver. <laughs> <laughs> Can we skip this play, please? Uh, what happened yeah. here? Let's yeah. uh, rewind. You know, when they go to that film room on both sides and cool Max side, he's he's holding that th- that clicker and he's like, "Let's watch that again." And then the other side, they're just razzing that guy. It's you probably see the whole how tape. Easy day. it is to win football games. <laughs> and then the other I guys. can't imagine how many times in the, when Mark Sanchez did the butt fumble, how many times they watched that. In oh the room. man. Poor Mark Sanchez. You know, so speaking of this NFL season, though, we've said it before on this podcast, it's like we're in the upside down or the twilight zone, in my opinion, where every week just seems to be getting weirder and weirder, like the Jets beating the Bills and stuff like that. And this week, the one in, one in five Detroit Lions beat the Green Bay Packers 15 to nine. Detroit oh. 15, Green Bay nine. And let me just tell you right now, when the Green Bay Packers lost like the last two games, everybody in Wisconsin was like, we're done watching games. <laughs> we're not watching anymore. And I remember talking to some people at work, and I'm like, they're playing the Lions this week. They're, they're going to have to win. They're playing the Lions. They're going to have to win. They're playing the Lions. They're playing the Lions. It's a guaranteed thing. But I always forgot what I said. When it's a division rival, rival, rivalry match, 
Everybody steps up their game, and this was the Detroit Lions Super Bowl this season, and they just won it. They just won the Super Bowl in the Motor City for the Detroit Lions here. I mean, not much more to say about the game besides Aaron Rodgers. Just looked inaccurate all game. Three interceptions in the red zone. Looked brutal. That throw to Bactari, you know, that back shoulder throw was like six yards short, and it just, man, he just looked rough. Yeah, he doesn't look very good anymore. Uh, they asked him after the game. He just had, he's just so weird in press conferences. They asked him after the game what needs to happen. He just kept saying, we need to simplify things. Simplify. He said it like, had to say it 15 times. And they asked Matt LaFleur today, what does Aaron Rodgers mean, simplify the offense? And he just smiles and says, I have no idea what that guy's talking about. <laughs> he doesn't even show up to anything. <laughs> I mean, at what point do you keep riding uh – Aaron Rodgers here. Do you try putting in that Jordan Love fell on, seeing if there's any spark there? Like, I mean, I think that's what they got to do, but I don't think they will because it's Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they literally just signed him to this yeah. massive contract, huge three year deal. Yeah, and it's, I, I is this. Is there buyer's remorse? Like, what do you do right now? Oh, there's do definitely you, buyer's you, remorse. Do you trade him? Like, I just, I just don't I even know what angle. you're supposed to do. I think that's what Aaron Rodgers is trying to do. I think he's trying to get traded. He could have forced a trade before he signed that contract. I don't Anybody understand. Would have, yeah, multiple teams would have traded for him this offseason. He wanted In- to get paid, though. He knew the Packers would pay him. Oh, just crazy. You don't, yeah, just like you said last week, you don't care. You yeah, don't he care does. about winning. He just cares about the money. He wants the money. He doesn't care about championships or wins or Ws. Last year... It's week nine, and we're all debating, like the whole season was about who's going to be MVP, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. And now those guys aren't even near the conversation this year. It's just crazy how one year removed, the NFL can just change. The landscape can just change. Mm-hmm. Going to the next game, we've got the Dolphins and the Bears. What a uh, game. What a game. Dolphins win 35 to the Bears, 32. I'd love to talk about how great Tua's looking. Over 300 yards, three touchdowns. It's, I, if he had a, I know he had a brain injury. Um, you, I just, you it don't helped. even see the, you don't even see the effects anymore. It it's, made him stronger. Yeah. <laughs> it made my, him better. My we goodness. Have rebuilt him. <laughs> and I, I'd love that to be the whole angle to talk about. But it's not. Justin Fields is also coming out and oh, having man. and having just an like he's turning it on. Yeah, finally. I mean, he only threw for 123 yards. He threw for three touchdowns. He carried the ball 15 times for 178 yards and a touchdown. Justin Fields went off this week, and it finally looked like the Bears have arrived. They are scoring some major points the past uh, the past couple games. That was a record. That was a record for a quarterback yep. rushing the ball. Wow! Uh, beat Michael Vick's record in one game. Uh, just think, six weeks ago, six weeks ago, Justin Fields, they were talking about should they bench him? Mm-hmm. They're going to draft a different quarterback. And now yep. they're talking about him being the best quarterback from that draft class. Yeah. It, the NFL is just so crazy how fast it can change. But, yeah, he, he looks – that's what young quarterbacks do. They're supposed to get – they're not supposed to be Patrick Mahomes. That is rarely right. happens. They're supposed to just keep improving with time. 
you can't give up on these young. You got to give them two to three years before they reach their uh, potential. And this guy, you can see he's got a lot of potential. He's that, that Bears team. I th- it, it makes a little more sense them getting rid of their best two defenders in a trade because they're going to go into next off season with that was their two highest paid players with a lot more money next year to spend on offense to help him out. And if Justin Fields keeps playing like that, he will get people to come play in Chicago with him. If he keeps playing like he has these last couple of weeks, whatever, uh, the head coach of the Bears, uh, Matt Eberlis or whatever you say his name, whatever it is, he's figured something out with Fields, and it's it's looking electric right now. I don't know if he was just at practice and saw Fields like running. It was like, oh, hey, he can run pretty fast. We should try <laughs> we should, that. We should do an offense around this guy's <laughs> running ability. Like I don't know if he was just not present all training camp or whatever happened, but whatever him and that offensive coordinator's figured out, it, it's looking pretty good. I mean, even the Dolphins had a scare against the Bears here. Yep. They, they couldn't do it. I mean, two attackers we got did, did great, and he played very good. And um, Waddle and Hill, man, just what a connection those two are. They're just so so freaking impressive on being a re- receiving duo. They just Hill has over a 1,000 yards already. Does he really? Over a thousand yards this season already. Wow. They just get open and they just get open and Tua can underthrow them nineteen yards and they'll still get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you were talking about uh when their coach for Fields decided we should start run, running with this guy. I can imagine him we after week three sitting in the film room on a Monday and the Eagles are Monday night and he's watching his quarterback and Jalen Hurts and he's looking at both screens going Wait a minute. Could I do that with my He like guy? has a he has like a cutout of a Bears jersey and he like puts it over the TV where Jalen Hurts is. He's is like, that oh. is that an idea? Oh. I yeah. got it. Calls all his coaches, get in here right away. I got a play. We struck gold, guys. <laughs> and at that moment it was discovered. That was a that was a super exciting game. Uh Another game that was not as exciting, the Raiders and the Jaguars. Jaguars win 27-20, even though they spotted the Raiders 17 points to start the game, where Derek Carr and Devontae Adams just went wild to start the game. I think Devontae Adams had like 180 yards receiving and two touchdowns uh, by the second quarter, and... They, he had one catch for zero yards in the second half. <laughs> that, their coach is the worst coach. He's got a great game plan for the first half, and he just doesn't know how to adjust. Oh, I, the, Now, the, now, the, you said you have to give quarterbacks two to three years. You have to give yeah. coaches. Yes. We just can't all be Jeff Saturdays. You have to give coaches <laughs> at least two to three two to three years to build their team and figure it out. You know, not every coach comes in the league and has a decent starting quarterback, a top threat wide receiver, and a very talented offense like McDaniels has. I mean, he's got to figure out what to do with that. Last year, he had Mac Jones and Scrubs. (laughs) Mark Davis is going to be watching this Colts game closely because if Jeff Saturday gets a W, he's firing firing his coach and calling up Marcus Allen the next day. Or Rich Gannon. Or Rich Gannon. Yeah. Rich Gannon. No, Charles Woodson. That would be better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, the Jaguars, though, they, Doug Peterson and Travis, uh, the running back for the Jaguars, I want to say his last name, but Travis E. E-T-N. 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 It's in the game. He he looks pretty good as a running back, man. It's in the game. E-T-N. How has nobody come up with that nickname yet? Did we just come up with the nickname for him? You Nobody else has? Yep. With Travis. And it's in a game. <laughs> if you're listening, Travis Etienne, use it. Use but it yeah. and then come on our podcast. He's looking yeah. really good out there, man. I haven't watched too much on him, but I saw him in this game and he's got some quick cuts and he's he gonna be uh he's gonna be a really explosive back. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence uh looking a little better. He looks he still looks very mediocre to me, but uh again he's only a second year quarterback and he had a terrible coach last year, so now, bringing it over to my Dirty Joe and the boys. Now, I don't know which one to call Dirty Joe this week, guys, though. The Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals, 42, and the Carolina Panthers, 21. And there was two Dirty Joes on this field, This, in my opinion, this week. You got Dirty Joe Burrow with only like four incompletions, 200 yards, and a touchdown. And then you got running back Dirty Joe Mixon, who had over 150 yards, four touchdowns on the ground. And I think he caught one too, right? Five, so total, five touchdowns. total touchdowns in a game. Like, oh, if you have him on fantasy, <clears throat> Ryan, you had a good week, I bet. I sure did. And you know that he had, in standard PPR scoring, had 55 points oh my in the third goodness. quarter. Four points away from the all-time record held by Jamal Charles. Nice. And he didn't even play the fourth quarter. And you and you did not have him on your bench, correct, Ryan? I, I did not have him on my bench this week. I know you've had week. a problem this year in fantasy, <laughs> leaving, yes. leaving these studs on the benches. So, I uh there. He was a slump buster for me this week. Got me out of my slump, my three-game slide. Thank goodness. Get me back in that playoff race. But, yeah, the Bengals, man, that team, they look terrible, and then all of a sudden they play like two, three games, and look like nobody's ever going to stop these guys on offense, and then they have a bad game. It's like like we're so hot, we're so good, and there's like, okay, okay, we just weren't filming it this week. It's okay. We'll get it. Oh, yeah, we're the best in the league. We're the best ever. Number one. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you can't win them all. You know, we tried our best. <laughs> That's what they've 10%. been like all season, yeah. man. Just hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. Snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> you know, at, you, the final score being 42-21, but the three touchdowns that the Panthers got was all in the second half, pretty much all against the B-team players. So the score is closer than what it even should have been. It was 35 to nothing at halftime. So that's why the Bengals just started uh, benching a lot of their players. And another person that got benched this week, P.J. Walker, Mm -hmm. the XFL quarterback who was making his name. It was horrible in the first half for Mr. P.J. Walker. uh, He was struggling, that's for sure. He ended uh he ended it with uh, th- uh three he was three for ten for nine yards and two picks in the first half. Yeah. I mean I don't it, know what happened with uh PJ this week, but I hope they I hope they don't keep Baker in. I mean Baker had to love the second half though, because it was like he was going going against a bunch of college players. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I'm back in Oklahoma. I'm, I'm back. back. I'm back, baby. Ooh, yeah. What'd you get you guys saw who they took off the IR today, didn't you? Mr. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Seeing Ghost Darnold. They got it. Boy. They're going to try him. I guarantee it. He's probably going to be starting this week or the next week. 
they they were asking the coach. You know who uh, you know who doesn't want that to happen, Ryan? Sam Darnold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were asking the coach uh, today what his plan was at a quarterback, and he said, "I have we don't have a plan yet. We're going to watch footage and then we'll decide." Yeah. So, have you watched this all year? We haven't had a plan all year. We're going to yeah. stick with that. This is what year. I imagine of the uh, Carolina wing it. The Carolina Panthers quarterback room. You have PJ Walker, all confidence, all swagger. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, all high on himself. Doesn't think he has to pay attention. Then you have Sam Darnold with a with a brown bag just going <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> we're gonna part- we're gonna play you this week, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sam, Sam, Sam Sam Halloween is over. The ghosts are I'm gone. Hurt. You can do this, buddy. You can do I'm, this. I'm hurt. I'm hurt, coach. John, if somebody watches that video and they don't have volume on, they're going to have a lot of questions what you were just doing there. <laughs> we might get a lot of views on that one. Oh, you guys are terrible. Um, speaking of terrible, I don't know how this team keeps winning. Um, I pick them almost every week because I'm a huge Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins fan, and I don't know why. But they keep winning. Like, they just keep finding ways to win. They should not have won this game against Washington, of all teams. It Going into the fourth quarter, or at the beginning of the fourth quarter, it's 7-17, to 17, uh, Washington um, winning. But you just can't ever count out uh, Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter. At that 1 o'clock, Kirk. 1 o'clock one time o'clock hits. Kirk. 1 o'clock hits, and he's like, okay, I'm ready to play. He 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 puts his uh, puts his Crocs in sport mode and he goes out there and just starts laying dimes and uh, yeah they ended up coming back winning twenty to seventeen on a on a last second field goal from from Greg Joseph um, I I I pick them almost every week to win so now I'm nervous about next week because the Vikings are going to be coming up against the Bills and I'm actually very excited Ooh. about that game uh, Vikings versus Bills and. Our, is it I one mean, o'clock or prime time? You know, that's a great oh, question. Oh, that's a good question. I hope the Vikings win that game because you know what that makes for the Jets. Number one in the division, baby. That's assuming it's, if they win again. Jets are on this week. That's oh, a morning game. Easy, that's easy. a morning game. So once one uh, o'clock Kirk. Once one o'clock Kirk anything hits. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Now, did you guys see uh, Kirk in the airplane after the game? Oh, sure, that was with all the fan. No, no. What are you talking about? So after the game, they're c- c- celebrating. And I guess the offensive team has been buying Kirk Cousins like big jewelry, <laughs> necklaces and stuff after every win. They're buying him these big old uh, chains and stuff like that. So no he's on the way. airplane completely shirtless, wearing all these chains. <laughs> yep. He's just all acting dancing, all cool yeah. and swagger and you know, f- f- flexing his muscles and they're showing it. And all I can think about is like... Uh, Kirk Cousins being that kid from the you know the the rich private school going to the inner city school and <laughs> yep. he's interacting with all these new students and they're finally What's accepting up, him as his yeah. own and he's like DJ Qualls the new guy you know and that's and that's all I've seen in my head I'm just like this is beautiful this is the part of the movie where you just shed a tear because they're connecting you're, and they're bonding you're just he's you're accepted. making me think you're making me think of Malibu's most wanted I, I can't yeah. have to go look at it. You gotta look it up. Oh, you gotta look it, it up. Free. It now, t- let me tell you what, though. You know, if you would, not that I sit here and imagine it, but 
Kirk Cousins with his shirt off, you would think like there's no muscle tone. He might have moobs. Like, you don't know. This guy is jacked, man. He's yeah. got a six-pack. He's got guns. Like, I couldn't believe it when he <laughs> was dancing with this Yeah, there was some lady. I guess I ESPN. will have to check this out. Oh, yeah. Jonathan <laughs> you'll, Majors, you'll like it, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was some lady on ESPN t- talking about, about today. She's like, oh, oh, boy, look at Look at Kirk on that plane having fun. I I haven't seen this yet. Wow! Wow! <laughs> she was like, like when she was like, yeah, I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. ladies. If you want a guy that's ripped and goes to bed at five thirty at night and saves his money and drives a minivan, Kirk Cousins is your man. Kirk Cousins. Uh, we'll go to the next game here. Seahawks continue to roll. They beat the Cardinals thirty-one to twenty-one. And hate him as much as you want, but Pete Carroll continues to do good and coach this team. And Geno Smith is just can, uh, just keeps blowing my mind every week on how accurate and good he is. And he's chucking the ball downfield. He makes smart decisions. They beat a Cardinals team who's been looking a little better. But uh, the Seahawks are rolling, man. Leading that division, they don't look like they're going to slow down anytime soon. They just keep getting better. I don't know what happened. I know Ryan said he can't give up on a quarterback after two to two to you know until two to three years, and everybody seemed to give up on Geno pretty early. I think he's on his ninth or tenth year now, but his throws, man, they are so accurate. They never used to be. Like he had a throw to DK in the end zone; it was perfectly placed on the money, like right yep. behind the defender, right right where only. DK could get it, and you're just like, man, like not a lot of quarterbacks can make that smart, that accurate of a throw. You know what I think it is? I think, you know, when he's obviously with the Jets, he was too young, but everywhere he's gone, I don't think people let him open up the offense for him. They make him do short, intermediate passes, play it safe ball when, I mean, you gave him a chance. This is probably what he has the whole time. He was probably the best quarterback coming out of college that year. When he got drafted. Yeah, moving on. The um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <coughs> oh, you gave him the Buccaneers. Is your throat okay, John? Clear it out. Tampa Bay <coughs> Buccaneers. 16, Los Angeles Rams, 13. So the Buccaneers get the win this week, my friends. And what an ugly win it was. Let me tell you the classic formula that this game unfolded here. We're talking about Buccaneers not being able to score throughout the whole game, and then they get a chance, final, what, 40 seconds under a minute, to drive down the field and get a touchdown. So it's it's time for the goat to shine. And he's driving that ball down the field. He gets it close. And then just like classic goat fashion, he says, hey, refs, throw me that yellow flag. Throw that yellow flag. Get me closer to that end zone. But if you've been watching the football season this whole year, you know, even being... One yard away or one inch away from the end zone for the Buccaneers, it's no guaranteed this season. <laughs> but they managed to get that last second touchdown and pull away, away with the wind. And now this brings me to my next theory on the ever-evolving story of Tom Brady this season, guys. And I figured out last week why he has not looked like Tom Brady this year. He lost his mojo, baby. That divorce has taken away Brady's mojo, and he has lost it. And I think this win right now has given that mojo back. And I'm going to put a John Gill guaranteed on it right now. This second half of the season, 
if you're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you better watch out because they're going to be running through a wall and they're going to be chasing you down and they're about to go on a roll, folks. Tampa Bay, let's go. Tom Brady, greatest of all time. Let's go, man. This is your team. Take it. Uh, I'll tell you another thing with them. Uh, Cade Otten, uh, tight end. Uh, is he a rookie this year or He's a second rookie. year? Rookie, rookie this year. Yeah. Uh had a great game. He had some great catches, very Gronk-esque. Um, so I'm really excited to see that connection between Tom Brady and Kate Otten keep growing because he had some great plays, including that um, uh, on the final drive, uh, making a really good catch and then getting that touchdown. I mean, Tom Brady will probably outplay him in his <laughs> career. So. <laughs> I'll I'm tell you saying, what, though. Man, like, I think I think the mojo's back after that drive. The mojo's back in Brady. He looked healthy in that press conference, and they're they're about. I think they go to Germany next week. And yep, they're about to light up Germany, folks. And they play Jacksonville. Another, a good game to keep winning. Uh, I do want to talk about how terrible the Rams look. They just continue to look Ugh. terrible, and he, and Matt Stafford's right in the category with Aaron Rodgers, <sighs> and where Tom Brady before this week was. Uh, older quarterback that just looks like I mean they just nobody can get open nobody can block on that team they can't run their defense is terrible Uh, they just continue to slide I've never seen a Super Bowl team be this bad the next year speaking of slide I mean they didn't even try to get a first down that final time like Cooper Cup slid like their whole game plan that final drive was to punt the ball back to the Buccaneers and I even try to get a first down and win the game like that's how much lack of faith Sean McVay has on this offense and you can't do that during that time, man. You have to try to get the first down and win the game. You can't just be like, we'll punt it away, and hopefully our defense will stop them. I mean, come on. Yep. If you want to talk about going for it on fourth down and all those plays, did you guys see the Chiefs game yesterday? What would happen in the Chiefs game? Did Patty do something? I saw Malik Willis tear it up. <laughs> Dude, uh, there are so many times I watched Andy Reid uh, just – on the especially in the fourth quarter at the end, they just kept going for it on uh, fourth downs. Um, it, it was it was just crazy. But the Chiefs end up winning in overtime, twenty to seventeen, and it did. You want to you want to talk about lack of faith? I did not have faith that the Chiefs were going to pull this one out. The Titans just looked huge compared to the Chiefs. As I'm I'm like, why why do the Chiefs look so tiny today? Like watching them try to tackle Derrick Henry, look they just look tiny. Watching the defenders tear up the offensive line and make Patrick Mahomes run for his life, it was a horrible game uh, as far as uh, Chiefs' efficiency goes. They end up winning, uh, t- taking it to overtime, and it was a fantastic win, but I did not think it was going to happen. I don't understand how the Tennessee Titans had the best game plan in the first half, give the ball to King Henry, and he just tore up the field and ran over everybody. And then the second half, they went, you know, they get stopped once or twice, and then they just go, oh, we, we got to stop handing it off to him now. He got tackled twice. They like, took him out of the game completely. That's what completely. I, don't, I don't understand. Like It made no sense. Like, you Thank you for, I think you guys didn't watch the game. Malik Willis was their quarterback. Why wouldn't they just let him continue to throw the ball and make awesome decisions? Let Malik Willis, five, five for 16 <laughs> and 80 yards. Oh, Malik terrible. Willis looked horrible. 
So why did they change the game plan? I don't, I don't get know. it. But the Chiefs' defense looked they finally looked incredible um, right there in um, in the fourth quarter and then uh, in overtime uh, when the Titans got the chance to uh, go down and score after the Chiefs kicked a field goal. But it's because Malik Willis... Like I, I was watching it with my wife, and I'm as soon as Malik Willis takes his eyes off the downfield, and he just starts running around like a Madden, like you're playing Madden, and you're just yeah. like, oh my gosh, I just gotta run. I'm like, at that point, you're done. Either they throw the ball away, throw the ball away, but he didn't. He got sacked for yep. major losses, and I'm like, over and over again. And my, and my wife kept going, oh, is, is, is he going to make a throw? And I'm like, he's not even looking downfield. He's literally running for his life scared, and then he's just dropping to the ground. Horrible all, all play. I, all I could think of was Tannehill on the sideline, like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Titans oh, Nation, yeah. let's ride. Let's ride. Extension. Let's yeah. ride. I mean, Mahomes though threw the ball sixty-eight times. Holy moly! Sixty-eight throwing attempts in the game. Have you guys ever heard of a quarterback in the NFL throwing the ball sixty-eight times in one game? Four hundred and forty-six yards, John, and only one touchdown to show for it. I mean, my mind's just blown by that. I know I was watching the ESPN this morning. They asked the question. Is Mahomes doing too much? Or are they putting too much on Mahomes? They and everybody, to. everybody was like, "Yeah, they, they are." Blah, blah blah blah. I'm like, they're paying the guy like three hundred million dollars. You pay a guy that much money, he better be throwing the ball sixty eight times a game. Their run game it, is so bad right it's now. It's actually I, half a billion, John. It's five hundred yeah. million. Five hundred million? Then yeah. no, he needs to do more. Yeah. <laughs> He needs to throw it and catch it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, their run game is so bad. Uh, the, the leading rusher, Mahomes, six carries, 63 yards. That's the leading rusher. They do not have a rushing attack. I, I was, I'm really hoping for uh, Pacheco to have that breakout, but it just, they just don't hand the ball he can't off enough Mahomes to him. Mahomes was throwing it 68 yeah. times a game. Yeah, they just don't even hand it off enough. Speaking of another quarterback that uh, loves to run the ball, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, tonight on Monday night, beat the Saints 27-13, to and it wasn't even that close on the score, folks. The Ravens just dominated on defense all night long. The Saints couldn't do anything. They couldn't run it. They couldn't had no time to pass it. And Lamar Jackson did what he does, throws for 130 yards and runs for 80 to 100, and that's all they got to do, and they won the game. And it also helps when you have Kenyon Drake also run for an additional additional 93 yards and two touchdowns. He had a lot of those in, in the uh, fourth quarter when they were up by quite a bit. But, uh, yep. yeah, they, the, their defense won in that game, just totally dominated the Saints. They didn't have an answer for anything all night. It helps when you trade for your next Ray Lewis and Roquan Smith, yeah. and this guy's going to be the next leader for this Raven defense for many years Yeah, we'll years take the best linebacker in the league on the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Gee. Like, this guy's going to be leading them, teamed up with Patrick Queen. It's going to be a monstrous defense to get through. They what? I mean, he doesn't even know the full playbook, and he played awesome tonight. So, they're, they're going to be tough. Uh, but that's it for the week uh, nine action. Next week will be week ten. And we'll be back with that. You guys got anything... You want to say before we leave? E-T-N. It's in the game. (laughs) Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Man Child Chronicles. 
You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at The Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.